What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Meet the Creatives. This is Rob Johnson. This is Hannah Cecile. Hello. Oh, Hannah Cecile. That's because I just got back from Italy, so now it's Hannah Cecile. Your life makes me feel like I am living in like a slow lane. But uh, thank, <laughs> thank you for being here. It's nice to be here in person. Thanks for having me. I know. We met via Zoom during we met in, in the midst of the pandemic. In the height of like the craziest time ever, but yeah. it's, it's better to be here in person. Um, so, Everything is better in person, I think. Yes, absolutely. You are a uh, creative producer, a video producer at Instagram, the Instagram. Yes. 425 million yes. people. Tell me how your career like began in, in this. I know that you're super into Broadway, have a lot of different interests. Yes. How did, your, how did you end up at Instagram? Give me like the, the SparkNotes version of okay, it. Okay, SparkNotes version of how I ended up on Instagram. Um, at Instagram was um, I thought my whole life that I wanted to be I have two parents who are actors um, they were actors in New York my dad went to NYU and my mom studied at Lee Strasberg and so I grew up like just like I'm a total Broadway nerd I love musical theater you would never know by looking at your Instagram account you never know <laughs> I'm very theatrical yeah um, but I think after I graduated from college I majored in French and journalism in college and um, pretty quickly, I, I'm really lucky that I had a mom and a dad who helped me navigate, you know, the things that I was really passionate. Like, I just feel really lucky the older I get to have had, um, parents who really encouraged me to pursue my passions and like to explore them in lots of different ways. So I actually always had a video camera in my hand and I was always making videos. And, um, I think as I started to shift and think, you know, do I want to make a career out of theater? Um, I realized really quickly that I, I didn't want to make a career out of theater. The, the hours were really hard for me. Auditioning, I hated auditioning. And that's like, <laughs> that is the job of that's an like actor. That's sen- like what you do. Yeah. yeah. And so realized quickly, you know, like what is another way to shift into storytelling? And, um, you know, there was this, I graduated from college in 2014, moved to New York in 2015. And that was, I think, you know, digital media brands were starting to kind of like start to make content and um, things were becoming more like mid form and short form. And my ex-boyfriend's like third cousin twice removed (laughs) (laughs) knew um, he was working at NBC and I applied for the NBC page program and I was like, this is the route. I'm going to do broadcast journalism. Um, Made it really far in that process to the very end of the interview process and then didn't get it. Um, And then the cousin helped connect me to someone at Refinery29 and I got my foot in the door as an intern at Refinery29. I was there for two and a half years and um, got to work on the video team there as it was really being built. And... I always tell people that I feel like that was like a graduate degree in video production because I, you know, I I learned what a C-stand was and I learned about lighting and I learned about call sheets and I learned about scripts and beat sheets and all of these um, things that I I hadn't learned about in school really. Um, And I got to do it in a really hands-on way. Was there for two and a half years. I got laid off. Bummer. <laughs> you missed out, Refinery29. You missed out. <laughs> Such a bummer. But um, yeah, I mean, there was, you know, I think anybody that works in a creative field, um, media in particular, you know, we're kind of, it was a really big wake up call to like, that's a really harsh reality of 
the industry that we're in um it it happens a lot and I was 25 when it happened and I like didn't know that that happened to 25 year olds I thought like layoffs happened to people in their you know 50s and 60s I just didn't I, I didn't understand, and it was re- it was really devastating actually for me. Um, felt like and, a really bad breakup. Like everything. Yeah, 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 it was, yeah. So, um, but honestly, like, had got such great relationships out of that, and learned so much. And pretty quickly after I got, um, I I think you know this, but I am like a big manifester. I call it manifesting. And I said, I wrote down, I was like, you are going to have a job by February 14th, by Valentine's Day. I was laid off in December. I gave myself two months, got a contract. I need to manifest more often. You need to manifest. You got to, yeah, you got to write down your intentions. Our word is powerful. Yeah. Um, and got a job at the Food Network. It was a three-month contract and I was brought on. It Honestly, it was really cool because I got to do a lot of the digital stuff, come up with new series. Um, shortly after I got in there, someone reached out to me on LinkedIn, a recruiter from, um, who was trying to hire people at Instagram, which I thought was a total joke. Um, but doesn't seem real. Yeah. Full transparency. I had applied to work. Um, I, I'd applied to roles at both Instagram and Facebook a number of times. I think at that point I had applied six different times and never even made it to like pass the initial screening round. Um, so yeah, so they reached out, interviewed. I interviewed for five months and went through like all of these different tests and interviewed, like met with a bunch of different people. And then I did not get it. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. The hand testing didn't work. It didn't work. Um, but I think, you know, I had this, like after that, I did have this gut reaction, which I think is really important. This is a piece of advice that I give to a lot of people that ask me, you know, like, how did you get there? And I think it was this, um, every rejection that I got along the way, because it wasn't just the Instagram rejection. I was also simultaneously, you know, I was a contractor at Food Network, so I was applying still for other media roles within New York. Um, And I think it was just being really focused on like knowing what I wanted the end goal to be and working on the skills along the way to like get better so that, no, I had to know in my head, like at some point you're going to land where you're supposed to be. So in the meantime, like work on Adobe and work on your editing and do all these other things. I love where you're going with this. Keep going. This is like, so, the so I kept, I kept doing it. And, um, I went on this very eat, pray, love trip to Bali. And I came back with just this like different confidence, I think in myself and, um, highly recommend going on a trip either solo or like with your best friend and, um, yeah, it was just like such an amazing experience. And I came back and I emailed uh, the recruiter and I was like, I want to get in touch with the team. Um, I feel really confident that I, I'm supposed to be there. And so I emailed them and I said, what's your headcount for 2019? Um, I'll, I'm willing to take contract. I'm willing to take part time. Like, just I will sweep the floors. I will sweep the floors. I will do anything. I just want in. And uh, they said that they had they were interviewing for a contract role, which again is not ideal because you don't have benefits and you know it's it's a temporary thing um and it was in san francisco and i am like a tried and true new yorker and so there were you know it it didn't perfectly align with i think what i had anticipated it being um but i took the interview and i got hired five days later and three weeks later i packed up my bags and i moved to san francisco and um a year later, I was converted to a full-time employee and got to move back to New York. So it worked out. But it, it took a lot of, you know, I mean, there has to be some like 
resilience and it it wasn't the most smooth right journey it wasn't linear yeah absolutely yeah that's one of the things that i that i want to get across in this podcast is that you really have to be tenacious and there are large periods of time where your skill set is going to need work i'm actually kind of there my myself a little bit mm. like i i had a bunch of freelance kind of contract sort of things happening and it was good but i a lot of times like my skills just weren't there yeah and but now i genuinely feel that my skills are getting to a place where i like you said like you get that confidence boost like you become more familiar with the software and stuff like that but the point of all this is that it takes time and i think a lot of people that listen to this podcast they want that you know marquee kind of name like instagram on their linkedin or whatever and they look at someone like yourself and it's like oh like she's so young but you don't see the resiliency and and the failure frankly that comes along with it especially in a city like new york or san francisco or really anywhere totally i have to remind myself constantly like i think new york one of the things that draws me to the city so much it's like such a humbling place because as as quickly as it will propel you to like what feels like you're on top of the world right. it will also like within seconds just like squash all your hopes and dreams you're just like crying yeah. eating halal on the side of like yeah. a rainy dirty it's true corner. it's true you feel yeah. so small but you also can feel so big and i think that you know i like yeah it, people don't know pe- people see we are so accustomed to seeing almost like the ending success points of where people get because that's like what we're you know that's hopefully, or that, I guess that's like what we're aspiring to get to. Right. But you don't, and some people, look, some people do have a super linear path. I think I, that's the other part of now having, you know, everyone's lives in the palm of our hands and like seeing it. it it's really hard to not compare your journey to someone else's because I did see, I, I saw plenty of people that like graduated from college and got into the NBC page program right out of college and like did the year thing there and then they, transitioned into a job at NBC and so their path was like just a lot more linear and I was comparing myself to that thinking like oh my gosh I have to go back to school and get a degree in you know film and my master's and something like that um applied also and got rejected once again you messed up your girl's working on Instagram I know they, I know they're gonna they're gonna give me one of those what is it called when you get an, the, honorary, um, degree. an honorary degree someday an honorary I'll be like yeah just thank you very much but yeah yeah this is something that I've been thinking about too is that there are these moments especially like with this podcast too not to draw everything back to myself I know that's like kind of gross you should no it's not gross at all okay um, you're the main character <laughs> main character energy <laughs> but there have been moments where there's been this incredible growth like I, I have some screenshots where it's like the podcast would grow like. 200% and I'd be like where, where was that yeah and when I was when I was a little bit younger I'm still very young now but I feel like there was sort of like a tenacity that came with like being rejected mm-hmm. like I would get like really sad and I would compare myself and then I would like get mad and like want to get even and now as like somewhat of like a and it's a very relative term as like a well-adjusted adult sometimes it's sort of hard to kind of find that like fire yeah you know what i mean totally and people will see it and they'll be like yeah but you're doing all this stuff but in my mind and like my my aspirations sometimes it's kind of hard to kind of keep the momentum going yeah have you ever had times like that in your career where you were just like you either gotten a caught in a comparison trap or oh yeah like, tell me about some of that because i feel like people need to hear that oh my gosh constantly I, it's, it's I know you kind of just said that but I'm saying elaborate on it. Yeah. no it's true I yeah I I have definitely had 
moments like that and I still do I'm young too I mean I'm 29 and I feel like I'm just for the first time starting to like actually be able to recognize when that's happening that mm-hmm. behavior and take a a beat back but this is like the first time in my life where I'm actually even able to be like hmm I'm doing that thing again where I'm comparing you know what I'm doing to what someone else is doing and um yeah just like look we we see people say these things all the time of like look back to where you were you know like think think of your younger version of Rob like college Rob you know would you think that you were getting this space and making the building these relationships i'd be blown away that i was in like a studio like exactly like totally this was a dream there was one point where i like cried on the street corner to have this now and i get here and i'm still like is it enough it's true does this look legit is she gonna think that this is it's true it never ends well this is super legit and these microphones are really legit they make me sound so nice anyways you you sound so much better than me (laughs) (laughs) i've been trying the whole time i'm gonna keep going but I think that, like, also that there is a, um, like, uh, I watched, uh, I don't know if you watched the show, I May Destroy You. It's, um, it was, I think, HBO. And the writer, um, Michaela Cole, she recently in her, ex- her Emmy's acceptance speech, she got, um, she was saying how, and I'm okay. Sorry, I'm going a little bit all over the place for a second, but I'm coming back. It's coming full it's circle. It's all good. It's all good. I don't know if you're into the Enneagram at all, but I'm a type three, which is the achiever. And I think that anybody that um, considers themselves to be a highly ambitious person, it, you're like that theme of it's never enough, or like you're kind of always you you accomplish something and then you're on to the next thing because I feel a lot of my own self-worth in the things that I am achieving and accomplishing and like also wanting people to see the things that I'm achieving and accomplishing and then telling me back with words of affirmation like you're so awesome look at what you're achieving um and what she said in her speech was that as artists and like we have this idea of you know what being successful is and it's all about visibility and like the visibility to to you know like be seen by other people but actually a lot of the best work as artists comes when we disappear a little bit and like we become a little bit invisible and so you know there's this like look i work for instagram and i i have periods of time where i'll put this pressure on myself to think i should be posting more every day like i should be posting on my you know feed every day so that i'll i'll still come up for people and you know they'll be able to see my stuff and whatever and um I've tried to take a lot of that pressure off and I've been in this season where I'm actually like, like I'm working on my own, some of my own personal projects. And so I'll, it's actually been really helpful to retreat inwards. And I find that I like some of my best creativity comes from that. Mm -hmm. Um, because my focus isn't on being seen. My focus is on like figuring out the sounds so corny, but just like the story that's inside of me and like what I wanted to say. No, it's so true. It's So. so true. I had, I had the same thing recently. I just took a whole bunch of time off and I felt bad because I booked all these guests for the podcast. And I was like, I'm going to make a home movie theater in my garage and I'm just going to like <laughs> buy a PS2 and have this weird time. Like my wife and I are planning to have kids like in the relatively near future. And I was like, this is like the last of my freedom and I'm just going to be irresponsible and just play during this time. And maybe that will manifest itself into something. And it did, because now I feel like recharged. I'm like super excited about the podcast, about interviewing people, about learning how to work microphones for podcasts. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, you were mentioning about being, what was the, the, you were the Enneagram. An Enneagram, about being an achiever. So funny that you say that because just the other, the other day I was looking at your Instagram and you put together this sort of um, montage of, of all the events that have that, like, taken place in your life. And I thought to myself, I was like, she's such a good storyteller. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I do that. And it's funny that you, that you say this about sort of having like this self-doubt because people say that about me too. It's like, oh, like you're a good storyteller. But sometimes it's like, but storytelling and then like constant need for affirmation kind of go like hand in hand. Yeah. So people are like, oh, like you're a great communicator. It's like, I just, I want you to love, my need for you to love me is so strong that my ability to like command attention from you is like next level. And it's kind of not the best thing mental health wise. Yeah. Yeah. No, I completely agree. It's also, I think. It's awesome, by the way. You had main character energy. I was like, this girl needs a show. This is so cool. (laughs) Thank you. We'll link link up the story. Can we do that? Yeah. Okay, good. (laughs) Totally. No, I, I think you're, I think what you're referring to is when my snippet of getting to go back to my first Broadway show. Yeah. Is that the one you When, you're when about? you cried coming back over the, bri- the bridge and stuff like that. Oh, my dear Hannah's. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, those actually... I watch your life like a movie. God, <laughs> that sounds so creepy, no, but if doesn't. you follow her Instagram, it all makes sense. I do that too. No, it's actually... I mean, it's cool to think too, like... I was there also. I literally saw it happen in real time, so it's kind of a trip to watch that. I was like, oh my God. I don't even know her in person, but this means so much. <laughs> that means so much to me, honestly. It yeah. like genuinely means so much to me. Yeah. I think that I found, like, when I actually do my best work, it's when I am caring so much. Like, I care way less what anybody else thinks, and I actually make it for me. Like, I want, I make videos that I would want to watch back over and over and over again. Yeah. Um, and... I do that. And it's it's funny though too. I don't know if this ever happens to you, but I think even sometimes like so a few weeks ago I was like maybe I should start a podcast, right? Which just it's a I no. better fucking be on no, it. You would if I ever I did, you would absolutely it. you'd be my first guest. But I I think sometimes my creative brain, you know, like because um at the foundation I feel you know, like I am a storyteller. That's like an archetype that I identify with, you know, like I view the world through the lens of stories, you know, like every person has a story and like the story behind this building and everything. And your parents are storytellers and that kind of thing. My dad's a pastor. Okay. Interesting. We have, it's like a a lineage kind of thing happening, which is cool. Yes. And I agree. And to see that. And so, but then I think I can get um, distracted a lot of the times of like finding different mediums that feel like enticing and appealing to me. And so you you have this amazing skill set in your ability to tell stories via podcasts that frankly I don't have. I wouldn't even know where to begin. And so I think that's also something that helps in the comparison trap thing to like find the the way to tell stories, you know? And it's like, I love going to see Broadway shows. I'm seeing my third Broadway show tonight in like 10 days because I love it so much and I've missed it so much. And like, I love going and sitting in a theater and watching those storytellers tell, you know, do their thing in their own way. Yeah. That's not my, I don't know. It's like not the path that I am personally taking. And so it's also like finding where you want to put your energy and devote your time and your focus and like what you want to be excellent in I yeah guess. absolutely yeah i have that too all right let's switch gears to, to instagram okay i want to okay so we've done a good job like we've shown you the real us you've seen like the vulnerable side now <laughs> now we're gonna get into the cool shit uh so i just want to first say 
Shout out Mark Zuckerberg. Shout out Instagram, <laughs> Facebook. No, I'm just kidding. No, but um, the team at Instagram has been really cool. My friend Dion Baez, who is now here at YouTube, uh, was at the time, um, worked at um, Facebook on the donations team and all that. And he gave me a tour in um, San Francisco. That's San Menlo. What's the name of the, the... Menlo Park? Menlo Park. Yeah. I would say San Menlo. Yeah, there's a lot that's, of sands in... That's probably something from like Grand Theft Auto or something. Yeah. <laughs> but but uh, he... I was in San Francisco and he worked there at the time and it had always been, talk about manifesting. I always wanted to go to the Facebook headquarters. I went here in New York, which is a cool and yeah. stuff, but I was like, no, I want to go to like the, you know, the mothership kind of thing. <laughs> and I went there and um, I remember I had this dream, not this dream, but I was like really impressed with the campus there and it's just unlike anything I'd ever seen before. And then I um, saw... Like, for those who don't know, Facebook and Instagram, it's the same company. And I saw, like, some of the, the Instagram campus there. And I had it in my head, I was like, I have to become friends with people who work at Instagram. Like, <laughs> I feel like Facebook, I had I had met Francis Marina from the creative shop here in New York. I had gone to the Facebook headquarters and, and met with Dion. I was like, I want to become friends with the Instagram team because this podcast was to the, and to this day was like built off of the utility that's provided from Instagram. So mm. Instagram Live, like we're doing right now, um, our Instagram Live sessions during COVID were huge and helped me yeah. from having a complete and utter mental breakdown. Same. I remember getting back into the Uber, leaving that impossibly huge campus and thinking to myself, I'm gonna become friends with somebody from Instagram. And I can't remember if it was before or after I had met Ben Fitch, who yeah. is your boss. Uh, uh, technically sort of yeah not technically the opposite not the opposite of technically my boss but he is my like closest counterpart on my team we work together a lot I may have burned a bridge with him recently because we were talking on the DMs and I got really excited about us doing a live podcast at Instagram and I was like let's do it like fly me there he's like okay Rob sounds good (laughs) talk to you soon anyway no it's all good (laughs) That's amazing. I just I just went afterwards. Like he like posted something about his beautiful home, and I, I did that little like celebration thing just to like, and then he hearted it. So okay. That's good. So we're still. He's truly. We're still responding. Yeah, he's the best human ever. Like, yeah. There's, I I don't think you could actually burn a bridge with him. That's he's good. The best. Most he's beautiful best. house in Los Angeles. So <laughs> he was on the Medium series, and then I was like, mm, like that's good, but I want to still do some in person podcast. Yeah. So then we had we did one uh, yeah. during the height of the pandemic, and then I checked it out actually, and I had not yet met Cole Coldplay. Yeah. yeah. Um, who, by the way, has a striking resemblance to Wesley from the the Lumineers. In my head, they're mm. kind of the same person. Okay. I don't know, but I met him, and you guys have all been really really cool and really gracious with my um my Instagram fanboying and. <laughs> Uh, it's kind of taught me because I the point of the story before I swear to God I'm gonna, I'm gonna land this shit eventually. I'm here. I'm following. <laughs> Deep breath. <laughs> the, <laughs> this is my first podcast back in a long time. Um, the point of all of this is I went there in this impossibly huge seeming company and I was like, but there's real people behind the scenes of this thing. Yeah. And you guys have all just shown me that I've, like this sort of everyone puts their pants on one leg at a time and even though it's just like crazy huge company. You guys are the most chill, humble, normal people ever. <laughs> but at the same time, doing extraordinary things for 425 million people. You recently, I'll do the flexing for you, <laughs> went to the White House with Joe Biden and Olivia Rodrigo. I need to know about this. This is the only thing that I'm going to geek out about this video <laughs> on. Did you? Okay, two questions. 
are you and Olivia friends now, or is it sort of a passive thing? You were kind of in the in the in the background, or yes. you guys were like like friends. We're not. I wouldn't go as far as to say friends, but it was but good it was vibes though. Totally good vibes. I spent the day with her. I was seriously blown away by her, and I got to meet her mom, who is just the most like kind and down to earth. And yeah, it was it it was a really incredible day. It it was weird. It was like is it first time at the White House? I'm assuming. It was my first time at the White House, like since being a kid when my parents took me to the National Mall and I yeah. was super pissed because I was eight years old and I was like, where's the limited till? And they were like, no, it's the National Mall. Like it's the monuments. And I oh was my like, God. oh, okay. So no limited to. Anyways, that was my first experience. Limited, limited to such a flashback. So. I honestly hope it comes back I, in the way that like Abercrombie is having a resurgence. I need the limited two to have a resurgence. I went to Hollister yesterday. I know. So I, was, I was like, there's something's I'm, happening. I'm, I'm ahead of the curve of, of, of the trend. <laughs> I'm, I'm ready for it all to come back. Um, but yes, it was also, you know, so I would do my job for free. I think anybody that can find, I hope that everybody finds this in life. Like turning the thing that makes you want to get out of bed every day into a way to make money or maybe you are somebody that just you know has your job as a means to an end so that you have the freedom to pursue passion whatever that means i am really fortunate um that i my passion also is my you know vocation um And, and the music thing, it all kind of ties together. Totally. And so during the pandemic, you know, I went on my last shoot. I was used to, at the start of 2020, by January 6th, I was already on my third continent. Um, I had become really used to basically living on airplanes and traveling constantly, meeting the most amazing people. I had been working on a series called Advocates, um, which, you know, followed people around the world that were using their Instagram platform to advocate for different causes that they believed in from um, LGBTQ plus activists to environmental activists to someone, um, Shirley Rains, who brings, you know, beauty products and haircuts to the homeless on Skid Row to a model with Down syndrome. Like I was just meeting the most beautiful humans in the world. I feel bad that I brought, I'm like shallow and brought up like the no, one. No, you're the not. One, like, no, no, but you're not. This is. But you guys thing. were getting people vaccinated instead of school. Well, and also that 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 was the one that was like one half of my job, and then the other half was getting to do partnership stuff, which is basically anything like entertainment, music, um, celebrity focused. And so for, uh, oh, like you know, it was over a year that I was not on any sets. Um, my mental health seriously struggled during the pandemic. I. I'm really lucky that I have benefits and like was able to find a therapist and also had the time to find a therapist. That was a huge lifesaver for me. But everything that I had kind of, there were so many things that I put identity in. One, like (laughs) I'm an extrovert and I just love people. And so to not be able to be around people, like even my own mom and family, they're like, don't hug your parents. That was crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um, And then also, you know, my job changed and, um, and it was this really weird, I think in my Dear Hannah videos, I talk about this a lot of like also grieving your own personal losses, but then also recognizing that there was way greater loss happening all over the world was just a really heavy um, 
I'm an empath. So like I just, yeah. I, I went into a really dark place. Same. So the fact that then my first shoot back, which that was my first shoot back. And I've wow. since only done, I've only done two shoots since the start of 2020, since March of 2020. Um, and that was my first shoot back. They were like, yeah, so we're doing this uh, shoot to help you know, young people get vaccinated. It's going to be Olivia Rodrigo with Fauci and Joe Biden. And you're going to go to the White House. And it was, it happened so fast. There were so many, you know, moving parts. It was almost, almost like a very out of body experience because I just hadn't done it in so long. I hadn't seen Ben in so long. And Ben is truly one of my best friends. Like we were coworkers turned very good friends. And I want your friend group to, to adopt me. <laughs> like we will. I want to be <laughs> we the child. To, we might have to haze you first. But, okay, I'm ready. Um, but no, it was, it was so amazing. And like one of the most chill shoots I've ever been on, which is ironic because you're like at the White House and with the biggest pop star right now, you know, like. Did you get, so I know that there's a video of, of her and there's one of like, I think her and, Bi did you get to meet Dr. Fauci? Or I got to Joe? meet Fauci, but I did not get to meet um, the Bidens. I know, I know. Dr. Fauci's cool though, that's pretty awesome. Super cool. Is yeah. He, is he short? Is he like? He's quite short. Yeah. Um, he seems like such a little, like a little cute person. Yeah, you know? no, he was, he, it was, it was really great vibes that must have been so weird to have been like essentially on lockdown for a whole year and then like you're just watching this like health official and then it was like this like larger than life figure on tv and then all of a sudden you're just like here oh. he, here he is hello. hello yes also my mom that's gonna be surreal my mom had done I, i'm gonna link it to my mom had done this like christmas spoof um of santa baby but she did fauci baby and I remember that. Yes. Oh, why so, am I so like, invested in your life? This yeah, is so no, crazy. It was so weird to Your to mom's like, next on the podcast. <laughs> Please. <laughs> She's way more interesting than me. She's amazing. Yeah. Um but yeah, it was just it was a very it was a very surreal experience. But I also think it's really important to remember and to note that um I like that's the highlight reel and those things are amazing and so wonderful and like i hold on to those moments and remember them like my sister sometimes will be like you film everything why do you film everything you need to be in the moment and i'm like i am being in the moment i'm not taken out of this moment but like i i like to document things especially because as somebody who has been on like at the low low points before too which i yeah. have like everyone has their low moments um it makes those ones so much sweeter we were just talking like I went to go see a show the other day and there was like a little kid who was behind me and they were kind of speaking and like pre-COVID, Hannah would have been like, Shh, shut up, <laughs> like the play is happening. <laughs> but now I was just so happy to like be sitting in a theater with people and yes. I was so excited that there was a, you know, a young little girl who was seeing a Broadway show and like asking questions and it just, it, it helps you to shift perspective a little bit. So yeah, absolutely. I, I just felt really grateful to yeah i was overwhelmed that that was like the first yeah thing back it can be easy to get kind of sucked into like the negativity of you know the last couple of years and mm -hmm. the last two in particular coming up on three have been incredibly difficult for so many people and like you said there's so many levels that you can change your perspective to and just like i've had the same thing too struggles with mental health i got sober during the pandemic wow. actually during our i i think that i had been sober for like 10 days when we did our last podcast and then I went to therapy and had like this whole thing. And I remember, um, 
and now it's been like over a year or so now. Um, I look like that, I look really rough in that video. I was looking at it today, like, oh my god. Really? Yeah. I didn't think so. Okay, well that's good. That just shows how in my own head I am. Um, <laughs> you can't see like the bags under my eyes. Sorry. Uh, so, but I remember just thinking to myself, what I wouldn't do, and and baseball is to me what Broadway is to mm. you. And I just like, if I could just go to another baseball game. Yeah. I'll be the most grateful person ever. Yeah. I just need to get there. I, I went back to the first one. And it was like really cool, but it was kind of surreal and very similar thing, just like a, a sense of gratitude. And then recently, um, we're kind of talking about like self-love, self-care, like Hannah Festing. This was like Rob Festing. <laughs> I was like, if I ever get to go back, and I, and there was a period, like it, people lose sight of it, but like what are we ever going to be able to get together again? Like, mm-hmm. I remember at my, my dad's church, it's like, will we ever get, like, the congregation together again? Like, yeah. it's so weird. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so as sort of a way to kind of know that things are back, I went to a baseball game by myself the other day recently, and it was really weird. My mom actually said, I'm still on my mom's easy pass. <laughs> <laughs> and she said that uh, I got a notification that I was going, like, 45 miles an hour to the easy pass thing on the George Washington Bridge. But I was just so excited yeah. and just had such, like, a fervor I think that's the word for life and so while there's all this negativity and stuff out there just like I don't know I feel a a sense of gratitude and I am for anyone out there that's like struggling with their mental health and stuff like that I think your story today has been really encouraging um I know that therapy really helped me and uh, I want to talk about that more on this um this season of Meet the Creative so this is your second time back now a little bit better for me personally interviewing you. That was a hot mess last time. Oh my gosh, I, no. This was amazing. This was You're good? so good at it. Yeah. I think the openness and the honesty and the vulnerability of sharing about your own personal rough times is one, really important because it helps people to know that they're not alone and they're really like, that's very normal. And um, it, especially because we're not we're not as accustomed to sharing those things so openly with one another. Um, it, yeah, I think one of the, like, if you have to find a bright spot of what we all just collectively experienced, I think for me, I, so much of the focus has been on perspective and even like getting to a place where I'm having you know, a different closeness with my friends and sharing more, um, I don't know, just like more intimate relationships in the way of like the things that we talk about aren't like really surface level. And those, those are things that aren't seen. So I think it's also important to remember that like what we see also is just a fraction. And one of the things that I'm really committed to, like in the longevity of my career is I want to be someone that is really committed to sharing really like raw and honest and truthful stories of people. Um, and like that really show all of the layers of our humanity, which are like the really high highs and the really low lows and the, the baseball trips alone and the Broadway shows alone. And then the crowded rooms of people where we're all celebrating and, you know, like, the days when we feel really fucking depressed and the days when we feel like, you know, we're flying through life. It's just, I don't know. I think being a human is the ultimate ultimate ride. It's, it really is. So you're doing an amazing thing. Like you're turning something, you're turning your gift and your passion and you're bringing people along on the way. 
one last thing I want to share. This is a friend, a mentor, um, shared this with me when I got laid off. He said, the most successful people are the ones who are, who work really hard at their craft and the thing that they want to work hard at and the ones who are inherently kind to other people. That is like the true measure of every successful person that he's ever found. And so I think that that's like the best thing you can do. You work really hard at the thing that you're passionate about and eventually i promise you like things do line up the way that they're supposed to timing it it works i have seen it you have to be focused you have to work hard and you have to be really kind to people along the way we literally cannot end it any better than that just say your social handle and i'm gonna just i'm gonna michael jackson walk out of here hannah cecile three l's because hannah cecile with two l's was taken that's why I always like wonder, I'm like, am I spelling this right? Yeah, you are. All right. Thank you so much for having me. This was <laughs> we should we should just land on, <laughs> yeah. on super low energy. Just like, all right. Anyways. Guess we'll get out of here. Yeah. This is See amazing. Shout out Geraldine Castillo. Oh my god, love her. She was on the Tony's the other day. Looking amazing, by the yeah. way. By the way, just <laughs> statistically speaking, her boyfriend can beat the ever living shit out of me. Okay. <laughs> all right, we're heading out of here. Goodbye, Bye. guys. Thank you.